Nando's. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Hunter Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nookie spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. A Monday where the Bucks come off a road win against the Citadel Bulldogs, 26-23. Jay Sandos alongside Mike Gallagher. It is Sandos and the sidekick, and what an unbelievable win for ETSU. I thought uh, defensively was another gem. I thought the second half offensively, ETSU made enough plays. First half was a bit of a struggle. I know Coach uh, gave us probably one of the better sound bites. I'm assuming at some point in time whenever the uh, – the theme hits and, and the Goldberg plays, and you try to figure at out. At some time, you won't know when it's coming. I, I, no, don't I, you look for any hits? I, I'm just I, if I have a feeling the the putrid, right? That was the word he used. The, the putrid. Embarrassing was in there as well. Yeah, I think that quote's probably got a shot. I'm just you know just uh, I'm, I'm starting to think you're about starting, quotes. Yeah, I'm you're starting to get there. Yeah, now. we've trained you for the montage. So, uh, but but let, let's talk about the game first of all. I, I thought Mike. I thought the Bucks did what they were supposed to do, minus maybe that second play of the game in which right. the, the secondary got, got lost, and I think it was Artavia Smith came up and bid on the play fake. Or actually, I think he, he, I think he double-covered a guy that was already covered uh, instead of playing the second receiver, which was uh, the slot receiver. And we saw your Patriots do that a bit last night, yep. too, so it's not sure, just the box. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It happens, and uh, especially when you're dealing with uh, – well, for – uh, the Patriots is about speed, right? The Kansas City's got weapons Tyree all over. Kill speed, speed, fast. speed, speed, yeah. uh, and it's all over the place. The Citadel gets you because they low you, low you, low you. But this was the second play of the game, you know. Well, and that's yeah. what I thought was brilliant about it. Is yeah. I think oh, that I, they were counting on that, and then they no go doubt. out and hit him right away. No doubt, they, they looked at last year's and thought, okay, what's a play that hit big for us? Run the first play, look, look, uh, you know, this type of read, run the exact same play, except uh, after you give the little fullback thing, you step back and you chunk one down the field and didn't have to be a great throw because the guy was, you know, 40 yards down the field. But I thought, again, to, to show the defense how they are in tune to play hard every play, Karan DeLentz didn't give up on the play on the opposite side, tracked them down, and at least made the Citadel go a couple more plays before they scored. Uh, and, and I thought, boy, I, they may hold them to a field goal here. But but Citadel goes up, and it was a situation where I thought it was weird. They went for two, and that changed Very complexion weird. of the I game, so right? Too, yeah. and, and, and I get some of the things, but but I would almost rather, if I'm Citadel, I'd almost just rather run a play than a, a, the, the, trick, the trick play extra point that they had with the weird little alignment. Jared Folks made a good play, but then I left ETSU just – Two field goals away from tying it. J.J. German gets four field goals. Um, I thought the third down call in the second half, uh, the fourth quarter third down call uh, where they, they faked the, the sweep uh, to Sailors. 
and enabled to hit Quay Holmes. And I know Coach was upset he didn't score on the play, but I still picked up 25 yards. He would go down the field. And then Tyree Robinson uh, has been sort of Johnny on the spot last couple games. He's on fire. Incredible. In the secondary, not just stopping the run, but a couple interceptions. One actually breaking off uh, what was supposed to be his key and coming across the field to pick it off. And then the other one, again, Karan DeLynch deserves credit because he got in there to get the pass break up and Tyree Robinson was kind of trailing the play and it was just kind of fell right in his lap. And then, you know, he takes it all the way to the house, gives the Bucks a 10-point lead. A little disappointing, the Bucks gave up a, a, a touchdown late. I still think that late hit penalty was a killer. All that uh, to say the Bucks six and one now rattle off five in a row. They head to Wofford, which is a wounded uh, animal at this point in time, literally. Which makes and, me a little bit more scared oh, that game, unfortunately. Uh, yes. Why couldn't they just win? I know it, and, and uh, I, I wanted it because in, then you have the good build up. It's a top yes. five team. We're getting game day according to Jacob 20. and Trey back in the studio. If that happens, but unfortunately but they think, lose. So I, I think that was maybe just in their heads. Okay, I'll just make sure. Whew, I, I don't know. So, but well, that's what they were saying leading up to it. But then Wofford, yeah, Wofford loses it. So now I feel like they're going to come out and just be furious. Yeah, well, let's talk about this one first. We'll, then yeah. we'll spend the next. We got plenty of. We'll days do the to next four four days to build yeah. up the Wofford game. But I thought I thought it was a, another good showing by ETSU to figure out a way to gut out another win. Here's what I'll say. Three times this year now, ETSU has done themselves no favors early. Think about the Mars Hill games. Think about the Furman game. And now think about this game uh, with the win over Citadel. You fall behind early, and I think fans maybe even, clearly not the team, but fans are just like, oh, boy, we might be in for a long day. And then I don't know what changes between the first, second drive of the game where the defense just kind of, you know, gets – uh, gets the ball not rammed down their throat by any means, but you know they don't look like the defense that we've known all year long. And so ETSU gets down early, but then against Mars Hill, uh, you come back and score the next 28. Uh, it took a little bit longer against Furman, sure, um, but then uh, against Citadel, uh, they seem to reel it in pretty quick and get their foothold in the game. So getting hit early has not bothered them for whatever reason, and uh, I, we're going to get to bold prediction recap a bit later. I don't think this game went exactly how I thought. I thought ETSU would completely shut down the run and outgain Citadel on the ground. That was probably more of a hope than an actual reality, but this is an unbelievable season that we're seeing, and it's kind of hard to explain almost. You get Randy Sanders in, and the culture kind of starts to change, and I get all that, but I look back in the record book, ETSU has never in its nearly century of existence, you know, give or take a couple of years where football was gone, won four games by three points or less in a season, and we've still got four games to go. I mean, it's absolutely incredible how they're doing exactly what they need to do late on in games. That that doesn't just happen. That, that comes with years and years of experience and veteran leadership that Randy Sanders has talked about. I'm going to get his thoughts again on it today in the Monday press conference because I'm a bit mystified, and we've heard the answers before. It's just executing late. It's just veteran experience. Guys have an urgency about them. They're getting pushed to go to their absolute limit by Randy Sanders in practice and so on and so forth. But it's getting to be a bit eerie at this point, Jay Sandoz, because – a win here and there close late on in the ballgame, okay. But four in seven games when your program has not done four in a season in 100 years, I don't know. Learning how to win, right? That's his big thing. Learning how to win, what to do, how to <clears throat> how to handle the success, to play every down, the the you know all his stuff, the hay's never in the barn. I mean, he's got all his little coaching <laughs> things. Cliches, yeah. But I'll say this, you, you, you can tell there is no panic. And, and some of that, I think, is – twofold one because there are so many guys that played so many snaps and there are guys that have still won late games and especially for the defense it really hasn't 
been them that have given up late touchdowns uh, to to lose a game. It's been the offense needing a fourth and one. And I, I say that, and, and clearly ETSU down for for that to happen. So that you know could have stopped some plays here and there. Sure, could have did this, could have did that. But you're looking at a situation where if the offense could still, you know keep it close or have a situation where you let your defense win it. And I think that's the key. If they can get up, you have the confidence to know your defense can do it. If they need a drive, though, we've, we've seen that ability. They desperately, the Bucks needed to answer the big, long uh, seven-minute drive that tied the game back up for the Citadel to get something on the board. You saw that. And then a, a rare, you know, false start, negative play for Citadel got them off schedule. Next thing you know, it's – Less than two minutes, it's fourth down. They've got to do something they don't want to do. They ran a similar play the previous third down to move the chains. Caronda Lynch read the curl route and was able to deflect it. So there there are things that are that are happening that are hard hard to explain. I think you put it the right way. They may have had some bumps in the road early and late, but they haven't panicked. And, and I agree with you 100% on the two-point conversion early on. You've got ETSU on the back foot. I know that Citadel prides themselves on short-yarded situations. I know that whenever they need three yards, they can get three yards. But at that point, why not just play it a bit closer to the vest, have things be normal and smooth and operative how uh, everyone's used to, and, and don't take away from what you just did. J.J. German talked about a postgame. He said, you know, for us in the sideline, when they went for two, uh, we thought that that was a great, a great opportunity for us because now all we need is two field goals. Maybe that's a kicker, you know, his mindset talking. But all we need is two field goals. We don't got to go down and punch it in. We just got to, you know, chip away. We just don't have to do too much. And despite the fact that, what was it, 80 yards in the first half ETS you had? Yeah. You're in a 9-9 nine, nine so, well, game. That was like 76. You're in a 9-yard game. Yeah. You're in a 9-9 nine, nine game. You're, you're tied up. And so – while Randy Sanders was furious at halftime, and, you know, rightfully so, they weren't doing the things that got them to this point. Um, how amazing does it have to feel? And we'll hear a soundbite from him here in a second as well that talked about the same thing. But how amazing does it feel to know? You played some of your worst football of the year, and you're tied up. I mean, there's so much room for improvement there. Let's hear the first soundbite from Randy Sanders postgame. We're not where I want us yet, and, and we're not where we need to be completely yet. We've got two three-point wins on the road this year in, in, in this conference, and we'll sure take them. I'm excited about what we've done. I'm excited about where we can go. Honestly, I'm almost as excited the fact that we've still got so many things we can improve on, yet we're still accomplishing what we're accomplishing. Six and one, if you'd offer me six and one beginning of the season, uh, I would probably – thought I'd been drinking something other than Diet Pepsis with my cigars, to be honest with you. But we'll sure take it. I'm, I'm excited. These, these guys believe. One thing they are doing is they play hard. They play with a lot of heart. And anytime you play as hard as we're playing right now, compete and keep believing you got a chance to win. That may make an appearance in the montage as well, not to spoil things. But I think that's the key point that Randy Sanders wanted to make postgame and that I, is a very prudent one, in my opinion, is that this team is not maxed out. It has not hit their ceiling. There's so many other things that they can do well. Don't get behind early on. And, uh, you know, offensively, I, I know there's a lot of room for improvement. And it seems like they're still continuously getting better there. So it's comforting, I'm sure, for Coach Sanders and staff that – they still can get so much more out of this team. I think that's the most impressive part. A lot of times you have a year, and again, I want to go back so, so Buck fans can kind of envision it's last year when ETSU's basketball team went on a 16-game win streak, kind of everything went their way, you know, and then when it didn't, they had trouble getting wins. It's the opposite 
ETSU hasn't had really everything go the way. Now, they've had a break here or there, and, and I've always argued you make your own breaks in this world, but um, they haven't had, you know, every break, every bounce, everything kind of go their way. At times, do they get a good bounce, like J.J. German's kick off the left upright that somehow it hits a left upright and just curled uh, past the right upright on the other side, which means it was a good field goal. But, I mean, that, that thing's a ball away, and, uh, to hear him describe that, how it, it, it just kind of hooked at the last second and got in there. But, you know, you kind of make your own breaks, and, and the Bucks have done that. But there's a lot of points and a lot of improvement left out there on the field, I think, that, that they can do. I mean, there's still a lot of drop passes. I mean, just every game, it's a broken record. I, I, you know, I, you just think, well, maybe they catch a couple early, but they caught a couple early, and they were still drop passes. So I just – Hoping at some point in time they put that part together. They're still uh, not able to, you know, and Citadel just decided they were just going to bring the house, uh, the, the entirety of the game. And that that changed some of it. But I love to hear his thought process on that, that, that he sees it too. Like, we're winning games, but it's really we're scrapping out wins and we could be so much better and so much improvement. And when we do, boy, look out. It's basically what he's saying, right? Like, like when we put it all together, just look out. Here's more Randy. We're going to enjoy this t- today. We're going to enjoy it on the way home. We're going to enjoy it tonight. Tomorrow morning we wake up, we're on the game eight. I think I've told you guys before, once the season's over, we'll sit back. We'll take time to enjoy it. But uh, let's get better tomorrow. How much better can we get tomorrow? How much better can we get between now and next Saturday? And let's go out and see what kind of team we can be. Uh, that's our challenge. How much better can we get from now until next Saturday? So my question to you is how much better do they need to get to stick with Wofford and pull an upset on the road next Saturday? Well, I, I'd say uh, a, a lot more because Wofford will be the best team uh, at, at the current level. Obviously, Tennessee right. would, would beat everybody in the Southern Conference. But uh, taking that game out, this will be the best team the Bucks have played. If I'm not mistaken, this will be the only team they played uh, with a winning record. Uh, just uh, and I, again, I'm taking Tennessee out. Or uh, Mark Hill doesn't have a winning record. Nobody else. That they, Furman doesn't. The Citadel doesn't. Uh, Gardner Webb certainly doesn't. So there's just Chattanooga BMI doesn't. Chattanooga was ranked at the time. Uh, let's see, Chattanooga. Yes, because they won last week. So Chattanooga's back to a winning record. So this will be the second team. But right around 500. Right, but this will be the second team that they played with with a winning record, and and they had a winning record when they played near ranked. So right. I'll give you that one. Um, but point still I, stands. I, yes, it, it's the the best team I think they will play, and it's going to be on the road, and that team's coming off a loss, so they're going to have to tighten the belt up a little bit uh, because Wofford does know how to win. I think Citadel, a little bit of Citadel's problem too, they had a bunch of turnover from the previous couple year teams and and I think they've struggled to learn how to win games because again, it's the opposite, right? ETSU's won all those tight games and the Citadel has not. Here's more from Coach Sanders. Proud of them. You know, we're 6-1. and We're sitting atop the league. Accomplished a lot, but at this point means nothing. We got to finish. And before the game, I told me each team has a one-year shelf life. Basically, the, the team is together for one year. Uh, how do they want this team remembered? How do they want people to look back and remember the 2018 Buccaneer football team? And, and in large part, that's going to be determined by how we finish this season. Off to a great start. September was good to us. October has been good so far, but we got to finish out October and we got to finish out November to. Uh, uh, to really create a team that has a lasting legacy. And, and, and that's what we want to accomplish. But the guys are buying in on how to do it. It's one game at a time, one day at a time. And building off that, we had Austin Herrick post game as well. I talk about that first class a lot because, to me, it's a special class. You know, we help bring this thing back and forever be 
tied to ETSU because of that. And I think all of us have a similar deal where we think, you know, this is how we're going to be remembered. You know, we people are going to, you know, be grateful that we helped bring it back, and that's cool. We don't want to be the team that comes back and they're like, ah, you know, they went two and nine and four and seven and things like that. We want to be a team that, you know, those guys were actually pretty good. You know, they went out there and won some ball games, and so you're always remembered in football for what you do in October and November. And so with these last five games and four now, you know, we want to go out there and show people that, you know, we were not only just the people to bring it back, but we're, we're a good football team. So we want to finish strong so we can have a good taste in our mouth and leave ETSU uh, in a better place than we found it. Great for Buck fans to hear and Randy Sanders to hear there is a real desire to create that legacy, especially from these redshirt seniors. Yeah, I think there's really no need to comment. I think he said it about as good as you would want a player to say. Neither of us say anything better than Austin Herrick does. Well, you know, and he's lived it, right? And he lived through – and that's why – that was the selling point. You're going to come here. You're going to do this. We're going to get a stadium. We're going to compete. And, you know, you kind of drudge through it to battle to get to a point where you can compete. And last year thought, you know, again, they had some wins on the table, didn't get. This year they're starting to get those wins. What we'll do, we'll talk to another quarterback. How about we talk to Matt Wilgen was on the call in Charleston, South Carolina with me. We'll talk to him in just a second. We'll step aside for a timeout. Santos and the Sidekick. Don't forget to download us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. More Santos and the Sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Congrats, you made it! Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day, you took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a million dollars. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Yeah, I've been thinking about getting the band back together, but we need a new name. Ah, how about the Five Seasons? Nah, not raw enough. Chuck and the Prime Ribs? You don't get it, do you? Sorry, I'm a butcher. Ah, my bad. How about four New York strips? Now that's music to my ears. At Food City, our butchers are so good at what they do, you'll think they can do anything. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Ice T-Bone, the Beefy Boys, the Tenderizers. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. 
Johnson City Honda is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Sandos in the sidekick back with you, Jay Sandos. Mike Gallagher join us on the telephone. My other sidekick, Matt Wiljam on the football broadcast. Matt uh, down with me in Charleston, South Carolina. Boy, there's a a lot of different ways we go this conversation, but I think we just start with uh, the resilient buck six and one. How's that, Matt? Hey, I'll take it, Jay. And, And Mike, good talking to you. So, you know, when we look at that game on, on, on Saturday and relive that, the thing that, that really stands out to me is the way that offensively we did just enough to get it done, but on the defense, uh, the way that our guys stood in there, particularly on fourth down, uh, Citadel was two out of five on fourth down conversions, and it's the fourth down that they didn't go for. Coach Brad Thompson pulled them, pulled his offense off the field on a kind of fourth and short where you think that they'd normally go for it. So really, when you look back at it, it's the resiliency of the defense that uh, that was the story of the game for us. And I thought it was important that the Bucks got points off that, too. Every fourth down that was not converted led to points. It was two field goals, and, of course, the last one was the interception return uh, for a touchdown. But that, that's 13 points uh, contributed to the defense making those stands. It really was. We got the ball in positive territory, and we weren't able to put those uh, the ball into the end zone. But J.J. German comes up with a career day, four uh, field goals on the day, and and really, like I had said on Saturday, we're not in that ball game if, unless it's for J.J. German. J.J. Uh, German, I think, once again has established himself as, if not the best kicker in the conference the best in the country at the FCS level. I think that's something that's been pretty apparent to ETSU fans, which has been why it's weird to see him miss a couple of kicks early on. But, but Matt, I think you're absolutely right. And he's one of the guys that's you know going to be moving on after this season. You heard Austin Herrick talk about the redshirt seniors you were listening with us just before you came on in that last segment. And he talked about the legacy that they wanted to leave and not just being remembered for bringing football back, but really being a solid football team and one that brought ETSU to the next level. Can you speak to that from your playing career? How big of a factor can that be in getting guys to perform, uh, whether you're one of those leaders or if we're talking about underclassmen that hear that kind of talk from upperclassmen? Well, and it's not only in the words that Austin says, we talked to him post-game, but it's the way that he's running with the ball downfield. You know, he's not sliding. Coach Sanders is a no-slide. He's got a no-slide rule. He wants to dive him forward. 
he, he hadn't learned to dive. He's, he's running with his head up and is willing to go through people. And, and that kind of play, uh, I think he said after the game that his uncle had talked to him and said, you know, there's no more football after this. You've only got a handful of games left. You might as well leave it all out in their field. And, and to see that kind of play from the senior signal caller, is uh, it's just fun to watch, particularly if you rewind the story and say, here's a guy that after three years starting didn't get the nod to start the season. For him to kind of come back in, have the Bucks at 6-1 and one with, with a shot at the uh, – you know, a shot at the conference title if they do what, what needs to be done over the next three games. Gosh, you know, three, four games, I should say. That, that, from, that, from that scenario, that's a, that's a storybook ending. And, and what a great story for ETSU. Even better, what a great story for these uh, fourth- and fifth-year seniors that have, have made the long haul through all of this. Looking back at the game now that we have a chance to reflect, Matt, and of course hindsight's twenty twenty for Citadel, for ETSU, we're glad that these plays went the way they did, but what did you think had more of an impact on the game in the long run? The going for two after their first touchdown or that first fourth down stop for the defense in Citadel territory. Now, uh, we were having a conversation, myself and Jacob Townsend, who's in studio, and I was with him for this game. Um, was it an overreach to go for uh, go on that fourth down early on. You were near midfield, and of course we know with the 16 for 23 or 15 for 22 stat, whatever it was on fourth down, they really like to go for fourth down. Jake was saying, well, you got to be you in games like this. You have to be you, and even though you're a favorite, you know that you want to upset the CTSU team, at least in the standings, and so you got to be you and stay true to who you are. But I think both of those plays really seem to electrify ETSU. Which one did you think had more of an impact on the game? You know, I, I, I don't disagree with the call, the call to go on fourth down. I think that was a fine call because I think they had converted 15 to 22 coming into the game. So, so I think to not go for it would probably have sent a, a poor message to his team. I don't know theoretically if I, or philosophically if I was with the go for two uh, on that first touchdown. I mean, I understand the message you're trying to send, but, but by, by not converting – now you know you're two field goals and the ball game's tied, and that's exactly what happened. But I think the message from an ETSU standpoint of you know bend but don't break, no matter what we're gonna we're gonna keep fighting. I think it was Jared Folks that made that tackle on the two point conversion. Uh, you know he he didn't have his head down after that that long pass, and and you know we could have tucked our tails and just given in right there. But, but but they didn't. So so that was great. Ultimately, it was like I said. I think it was the ability of our defense to stand up on fourth downs, to to, to stop them, get points on them, and then like I said that one time, when it was a fourth and short, and I don't remember exactly which drive, but it was late in the game, and he decides to pull his team off the field. And the message, even though that coaching wise might have been the right call. But the message that it sends to his entire offense and the entire team is we can't get it done. This is who we've been, but we can't get it done. So I think that certainly was a, a moral victory for uh, in a, in a uh, enthusiasm-building victory for the Bucks to be able to hang in there and finish off the ball game. Yeah, and I think that was one of the – I want to say it was the first or second drive of the third quarter, uh, and it was a fourth and two, and it was basically the same spot. They were around the 45 – uh, yard line on their own territory. I think they went for it at the 45 and 47 the two previous times. 
didn't get it. Punting, I think ETSU also made him pay by going length of the field as well. So it was kind of like a, a double whammy. But I, I, I get the. I mean, I, I wouldn't. You know, me, I don't like going for two or anything out of the out of the whack. It's not by the book, if you will. But I, I get that they haven't been winning. They're, you know, he was trying to shake things up a little bit. Certainly, you run that because you feel good about the play, right? They've worked on that. They've not shown anybody and. Jared Folks, you can't say enough about everything he's done for the team this year, and to make that play was was incredible. Now you, uh, uh, just because we're short on time, have turned a page, Matt, on Citadel. The team's certainly on a high. They've got things going on, but they're going to get a, a, a wounded animal, right? They're going to get uh, a terrier team who uh, lost their arch rival and is going to try to bounce back on homecoming uh, against ETSU, and Wofford – if you believe in, in sort of how the season set on up, Wofford is the only team the Bucks have not beaten now since back in the Southern Conference. Yeah, you know this this number one ranking for the Bucks. It's a it truly is a false summit, right? It's great to have our name mentioned there, but we haven't arrived or, or really done anything yet, and we we will know that with certainty when we go down to Spartanburg uh, on Saturday and play. That's traditionally a place that we have never played well. It's a very sound team. They, I, I haven't watched the game yet, but I want to go back and watch it because they just slipped up against their arch rival, and they're looking for somebody to hurt. It's kind of like the way that, that Sanford is playing right now. They're just absolutely killing killing folks. Um, we So for the, I saw some statistics. For the year, um, We uh, in the Southern Conference, we have scored uh, 99 points. Uh, our opponents have scored 88 points, right? So... So divide that by four, which is the conference game. Our margin of victory is two point seven five, you know, per per victory. That's 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 not exactly running away with it. You look at um, you look at Wofford. They've got the stingiest defense in the Southern Conference. So we're going to have our hands full, uh, and we've got a team that that you know that that is looking like I said, looking for somebody to hurt. So here's the great here's a great scenario. This is the best position that we've ever been in. Uh, as this football team, as football's come back, and I think momentum's there. The belief is there that they that they know that hey, we we've we've made it this far, but there's still more to go. And I give really give Randy uh, Randy Sanders credit for that on a lot of levels. But the thing that he mentioned in the post game interview about JJ German career day four field goals. He also kicked one out of bounds, and that's the one that Randy Sanders was like, hey, great job on four, but that 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 kickoff that goes out of bounds, that's not good enough. Hey, great job, ETSU. You're, you know, you've, you've got a victory, but you know what? We got one, we got one in front of us on Saturday, and, and this is a team that's a pretty good ball club. So, you know, don't, don't feel too good about yourself. We've got some work to do. That postgame quote is very applicable with the numbers this week because Randy Sanders said, you do four things right, that doesn't mean you can get the fifth wrong. We've won four Southern Conference games, doesn't mean you can get the fifth wrong. Can't take it lightly. Got to go in and put forth that best effort. It really is, and like I said, this is not a stadium that we, you know, as a call to Buccaneer fans, uh, it you know it's a two-hour drive. It's a great it's a great road trip. It, uh, I haven't seen the weather, but but it's normally beautiful. So so I, I would make a call to all Buccaneer fans to get down to Spartanburg and cheer these Bucks on. Yeah, I think uh, – la- and I, I looked at it yesterday. I think it's going to be mid-70s, and it was like a 30% chance of rain. Uh, but mid- mid-70s, isolated uh, storms. Uh, but 
It's two hours, Matt, and it's one thirty. Think about that. It's a one thirty kick. I mean, you can get up, have some breakfast, either make it at the house or, or on the way, pull over, uh, pick up a, a meal, head on down to Spartanburg. It's right, you know, it's straight twenty six, one exit. Nothing should drive a couple miles. Fans. You hang yeah. a left. Yeah, there you go. I, I'll say this: there were a ton of folks in Charleston, South Carolina. Folks are making five hour. Road, road trips, you know, two hours on a day, especially because you can get there and back. I mean, you can be back before dark uh, by the time the game's over. So with the magnitude of this game, yeah, and nothing should keep you away. Absolutely. With, yeah, that, that's right. And that's, that was going to be the thing I was going to say. One of the complaints about when we got kicked out of the SOCON um, uh, was, hey, you, you don't have an opportunity to drive to the away games. And, and you know, you're having to go all the way down the Florida Gulf Coast to, to, to play somebody. But, but this is this is the exact opposite. We're the number one team. We're playing two hours away against a big time rival of ours. We we need to have that fan support out there. We've got to get folks out there wearing blue and gold and being vocal and being loud. And this is not like the Wofford Terrier uh, indoor uh, basketball arena where they had to turn ETSU fans away because there's limited seating. There's plenty of seating <laughs> that'll go on. And even if it's homecoming, there they do standing room only and some other things. Uh, at Wofford, so there will be plenty of seats. Uh, they will have tickets for you. They will take your money gladly, and then there's nothing better, right? There's nothing better winning on the road. Me and Randy Sanders agree with that. There's nothing better, and I'm going to put a caveat on that, Matt. There's nothing better winning on the road when you're somebody else's homecoming game. Absolutely. The spoil homecoming is a is a sweet, sweet thing to do, and I think their last two losses at home, I think I saw on Twitter, their last two losses at home were on homecoming, so that we set up well for in that perspective. Matt, wish we had more time with you. Uh, appreciate it. I'll see you. Uh, we'll talk about before then, but I'll see you Saturday morning when we head down the road. Thanks, guys. Look forward to it. Go Bucks, and let's have a good week. Thanks, Matt. And you're right, Jay, as we let Matt Wilson go. Fourth and two, Citadel 48, first drive of that third quarter. ETSU then goes down and scores. And, of course, Citadel did have a little fight left in the tank, but certainly later on in the game and trying to build momentum out of halftime. Um, and I kind of asked the question about the first half, things with defense just simply to build the narrative, but that third quarter stop, definitely a big impact. On the game I too. think that did two things. One, it did tell Citadel, man, we, we, we can't get a fourth down. We, we can't be who we are. we we got to kick it. Right. And the other thing is you, you can't tell me that there wasn't a little bit of extra energy from the ETSU sideline knowing that they've stated that fact. And I think you saw it, and, I, and some of it I'm sure because Randy Sanders probably peeled the paint off the wall with his halftime speech to the offense, but they came out that first play. It was like an eight-yard rush, right? It was the best run they've had. Then, then all of a sudden – uh, Austin uh, breaks away, chunks one down the field. Yeah. Kobe Kelly's there for, you know, a 30, uh, was that a 40, 49 yard pass? And, and next thing you know, they're in there and they're in the end zone. So uh, it was just an unbelievable kind of start to that second half. And really, I, I was shocked because, you know, Citadel feeling like, you know, they probably should be winning that game by a lot. And it was tied in your first drive. And you probably give him a similar speech about, hey, we should be winning this. Yep. And then to immediately go, yeah, fourth and two, we're not going to go for it. I, Call the dogs off, kind of. I, I mean, sign- that to me signals defeat for your own team. And that's a huge mental paradigm that really um, shifted and gave ETSU another advantage. And, and that, I think, is one of the things they needed out of halftime. Randy Sanders rips you apart, and then you come out and you make a stop. But you have to defend all four downs. That's what you're ready for all the time. And then all of a sudden, wait a second. Citadel done here? 
Is this it? Like, are, are they still Citadel? Are they the Bulldogs? Which I think probably was part of what Citadel was mumbling on the sidelines, too. I do have to disagree with Matt uh, on one factual thing. ETSU uh, left on their own uh, to go to the Atlantic Sun. Uh, was not yeah, picked out of the Southern Conference. <laughs> he said uh, kicked now, out. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, no, they were not. Now, uh, was there going to be a vote? And it may not have gone ETSU's way, but ETSU left. Uh, you know, they, they broke up with him before. On uh, our own accord. That's right. That's right. So I just want to get that done. But the argument for going back in the SOCON was the exact point he did make. This is the exact reason when ETSU's playing Wofford in basketball and it means something, it's a two-hour drive, you can go when it's, you know, same thing in football when Chattanooga. There's a billion reasons why, but the biggest reason why people just can't catch a plane and go to Fort Myers for a big basketball game. Not that it's a bad place to no, go. No, no. Beautiful I, I, once you get you, there, but it is difficult. For the fans, it was brutal. I assure you, for me and my road trips and my golfing and everything else, it was unbelievable. Yeah. But uh, nobody cares about me. We care about the Bucks, correct? Um, you know what I don't care about? No, you care about you. <laughs> that is completely a fair point. I, I care about pros versus Jays, and uh, I'm especially man. excited for this week. This is this is a terrible segment done by a terrible man. And, uh, <laughs> you get to talk about going and spending summers on beaches and winters on beaches and making trips with the box and going to these extravagant places. Now okay. we level things out. The playing field will be even, my friend. <sighs> pros versus Jays coming up after this. Don't forget, you can download us and subscribe on SoundCloud and on iTunes every day on Twitter, Facebook, some form or fashion of social media. We'll give you a link as well. Plenty of ways to engulf Santos and the sidekick. We appreciate those that have already subscribed. We'd appreciate more subscribers and sharing and all the good fun stuff helping us get a good word out for all the Buck Nation to uh, pay attention to Santos and the sidekick. We'll be transitioning into basketball. A little more basketball talk in a few weeks because that's, that's when they're going to crank up, up and up go. Quick. So uh, we'll have some more basketball stuff in there. Uh, we'll say later this week we do have from Hero Sports, uh, Brian McLaughlin, He's going to join us. Uh, he did a awesome piece, I thought, just on the Bucks uh, right after the game uh, against the Citadel was a focal point, really, of yeah. uh, his daily wrap-up. So we'll talk to, to Brian. He's covered FCS for quite some time, and he knows his stuff. So uh, we'll be able to talk to him on Wednesday. So a lot of other guests we'll have throughout the week, and I guess we'll come back with some segment that I don't like that Woo! Mike thinks is funny. Pros versus Jays coming up on Santos and the Sidekick right after this from the Buccaneers Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated health care system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics, Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. 
Wendy's has an all-new... You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You had me at bacon. But what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson's City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still hosts from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. Pros. Buckle up for Kobe Kobe Bryant just sucked the Germany out of the target center. What a pass. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! In your life have you seen anything like that? In the deep left center from Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow. High fly ball. Edmondson, 42 home runs during the regular season. And we are going to Game 7 in the National League Championship Series. out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He's going to go into the end The Bears have won. The Bears have won. Versus Jays. I need a shower. Many bad segments we do on this show. Clearly, this is the worst. I think it's the best. It's clearly terrible. I'm just, you go. If you've missed pros versus Jays in the past, this is where we line up one of Jay Sandoz calls with a call from someone at the professional level of athletics, whether it be NFL, NBA, whatever. Um, really, it's been mostly football because there's just been so much. Football season, there's so much. Cleveland Browns was one of them. We've just done a ton of different stuff. Uh, we did also run the 
Rod Allen, Mario oh, Impemba right. montage. <laughs> and those two, as it turns out, uh, no longer going to be together. They are going their separate ways. Uh, Fox Sports Detroit, I think it is, right or Midwest or whatever. Neither are coming back is, is what I understand from an article I read. So, um, yikes, uh, all over a chair. Uh, you and me never fight. We, there's too many chairs, really, in our room right now. Yeah, we're over well, the stage yeah, with four even chairs. In the, uh, uh, we're, not, we're actually in the uh, Scott Carter AD box yeah. uh, today. But even if I was in my normal Radio booth. There's too many chairs. Yeah, there's plenty of chairs. And you, and you have a bad back, much like yeah, Rod I would, Allen. I wouldn't put up much of a fight. So, right. Yeah. So you, you clearly have your priorities straight. Chair is not greater than job, which is very uh, uh, shrewd by you, a shrewd move. And you were actually the one that brought our attention to this first uh, a couple of weeks back. Oh, yes. Uh, we, we're going to use uh, Luis Moreno Jr. and Yami Moreno from Graham Gano, 63 yards two weekends ago as the Carolina kicker gave the Panthers a 33-31 win over the New York Giants. Le ha sobrado distancia, le van a servir. Tiene altura, tiene profundidad, va a llegar, va a llegar. Ganó, lo ganó, 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 señor, ganó, lo ganó, ganó, lo ganó. Yo sí le voy, le voy a los Panthers. Taca, 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 taca. Yo sí le voy, le voy a los Panthers. Taca, taca. Spanish language call of that winner, and apparently these everything two are, is better. Oh, it doesn't. Give, it brings a smile to your face. I, I mean, these guys are apparently known for being very animated and dramatic, even with just run-of-the-mill touchdowns. So a 63-yard winner at the death of that game clearly put them over the top. Well, and I'll say this, uh, and again, we talk about it probably at nauseam. People don't want to hear, but as a Patriot fan, one of the favorite Super Bowl moments was the Malcolm Butler interception. And whenever somebody comes to my house every once in a while, I'll just because I have a queued up right to it every time, I'll go ahead and hit play. But it's not the uh, Al Michaels uh, call of it; mm. it's actually the Spanish one. Yes. Because when I set to record the game, I actually recorded two. I recorded the Spanish one and uh, the English version, not knowing until after the game. And I thought, you know what? I'd like to go back and kind of watch Was that last brilliant? play. Oh, it's unbelievable! <laughs> it's unbelievable! And. Um, the only thing I made out of it was Le Butler. Uh, other than that, I didn't right. understand a word they were saying. And just two guys, as I was screaming myself, but two guys screaming. So I, I anytime you hear, and a matter of fact, when we went to uh, our family, we went to Cape Cod uh, uh, for vacation this year. The first day of the World Cup, I was uh, was while we were up there, and I was flipping through, and I found the Telemundo. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and my wife's former soccer player, she said, yeah, let's watch whoever it was. And it was Russia in the first game. They had five goals. So that the guy that yells goal was going absolutely bonkers uh, on the first couple. And I thought maybe he might lose steam on that fourth and fifth one. He did not. He yeah. actually cranked it up a notch on yeah. the fourth goal. And it was uh, – I tried to time it at one point. He, he was about 37 seconds with a solid goal. I've heard your wow. goal calls. You were not 37 seconds. No, 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 no. no I, I, everything announcing-wise, you're right, is better in – Spanish language, also for soccer, since we're on soccer, over in Europe, I mean, they just do unbelievable things as well. The wordsmanship, the wordsmithery, since obviously I'm making up words, they don't have to do that. Uh, they're just incredible. So there was that call. You're going to see why I went with your call, this specific one, a bit later in the segment, but let's run Jay. That's comparable-ish, but again, there's more to it. Hampton on the right side. Hampton trying to split a double team down the lane. Shot over A.J. Merriweather's up no good. Merriweather with three seconds. Merriweather can't get rid of it. He's fouled with 1.5. Josh Williams fouled with 1.5. He didn't know. Oh, no, he didn't know. He didn't know. 
to go. Josh Williams thought they were down. They missed the shot. He was fouling intentionally. He just he didn't know the game was tied. He just he didn't know. <laughs> so I threw in that other he didn't know at the end just to kind of summarize and get mm-hmm. another he didn't know. And can you explain what was going on in that call to Yeah, that was actually an Atlantic Sun Conference tournament game. Okay. Uh, and it was when the first year that the A-Sun decided to go to home sites. And ETSU, I think, was the 4-5 game. And uh, ETSU and Lipscomb had played a couple of overtime games uh, that year. Matter of fact, I think they had played like five out of seven games. They'd gone to overtime or double overtime. It was a bunch of game winners. Just It was something always about whenever those two teams got together, it seemed like ETSU always won in, in dramatic fashion, and Lipscomb couldn't quite get over the hurdle for whatever reason of beating the Bucks. And uh, there was 20 seconds to go in a tie game, and uh, Casey, uh, uh, gosh, drawing a blank on the head coach, Alexander, Casey Alexander, the head coach of Lipscomb, used to be at Belmont, uh, actually designed a play, and he had a couple good freshmen. He had a senior, Keon Sankey, who took the shot, and the game plan was shoot with four or five seconds, and if there's a chance for an offensive rebound, right. do whatever. Well, you heard A.J. Merriweather, the freshman, got the defensive rebound, and was 90 feet away, right? He's 94 feet away, basically right around the rim, 90 feet away. And he takes a dribble to try to do a three-quarter court heave because the Bucks didn't have any timeouts left. And Josh Williams just grabbed him around the waist. Like like nowadays, they've changed the rules. That's, that's a whole other intentional fight. So you get the, the shots and the ball back. But he grabs him around the waist with with 1.5. Mm. And even I hesitated to think, well, did I have the score wrong? Right. You know, you know because everything's right. going yes. kind of crazy. And then it was just me reacting to a, a, a freshman and turning a little bit human more than an ETSU broadcaster of just trying to wrap my head, kind of like taking the knee at the three-yard line with Furman, sure. trying to wrap my head around like what, and that was a freshman as well, but what in the world, you know, just happened? And, and then it just came into, you know, the poor kid did, didn't, it's like the J.R. Smith know. thing, right, even at yeah. the professional level. So that's one of my favorite calls for the simple reason that I will still get random messages from Murray Bartow that will just say, just hashtag he didn't know. Like, And it'll be random sports things, and we, I don't even have to go look it up. I know exactly you know, what happened in that game when just uh, he didn't know. Now, the outcome was Merriweather missed the front end, right, made the back end game over. Uh, well, he made the back end, and Keon Sankey actually got a three-quarter court Almost shot. Almost made off. it from it, the side of it, yeah. It, it hit the top of the uh, square of the backboard and the front of the rim and Much came like off. Much like Butler versus Duke in, the, yeah. in that uh, championship His was game. more of a screamer, though. So okay. It was going to have to go on a bank in. But Jam if, if in you played that clip, you know, we had – we had already had rim mics back then, and so yeah. you, you could hear, you could it, hear it clang yeah. pretty good yes. off the rim. So. so basically, one of the similarities between these two, you repeat yourselves, right? Ganoa Gano, and I did some in-depth research on Google Translate. Uh, Gano apparently means win, so Gano the win. I think low is the or something, something like that. So Gano win, uh, and, and over and over and over. Then he didn't know over and over, and the similarities don't stop there with – the game being so close to the end and the last, in fact, play of the Carolina game and just 1.5 seconds to go with yours, it got me thinking that we needed to take this to another level.
Best pros versus Jays yet. <laughs> what is wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. Whenever I'm in studio for about nine or ten hours for football games, and we've already got something figured out for pros versus Jays or one of the segments that is coming up in the week, it, my mind just seems to go to a different place. I don't know where exactly that is, but uh, that was the mashup to what was called Electric Sunshine Joy. Mm. That's what that song is called, I, Electric Sunshine Joy. I want to know how long it took you to find a song that meshed with First that. one. Oh, are you kidding me? All right, there you go. First one, and all I had to do was play with the time of each of your calls. So I more matched the calls to the song, so speeded them up a little bit, that kind of thing. So that is Luis Moreno Jr. and Yami Moreno and Jay Sandoz like on hit. Electric Sun, Sunshine Joy, which is the actual name of the song. I didn't make up that song. That's the actual name of the song underneath it. And, uh, yeah, it's got a great rhythm, doesn't it? I, yeah. I, I, I saw, you know, if Trey Adams was back in the studio, I'm sure he would have uh, cut a rug again and danced a jig. <laughs> you seem more terrified by this than enthused by it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face is saying, like, I think I might have to get this guy in a white coat and haul him off. No, no. I've, <laughs> I've always had. Uh, I'll say this. I, I've been blessed to have found, or they found me, talented guys to work on the network. And John Stevens, I think, started with the first techno mix of Don Hellman, and then it went downhill from there. And then I, once I went down a rabbit hole of showing that to Keith Brake, then all of a sudden he started making uh, different mixes here and there. Uh, Parker did not. Um, and then uh, now Mike has joined into that. And I think I've played a few different things for you. And so I think that somehow gave you the green light to do all this. And uh, it's not I okay. think I've taken it okay. to a way different uh, way different point. Than, oh, no doubt. Uh, well, I mean, we do a lot more stuff also. That's yes. the thing. It's just there's yes. more opportunities for that. Yeah, so there you go. All right, pros or we got to step aside, take a quick break, come back. Uh, I don't, oh, I do want to talk to Jacob. I think I want to uh, get I do too. All right, we'll step aside. Uh, Jacob Townsend will tell us what we got right and what we got wrong on bold predictions on Sandoz and the Sidekick after this on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. 
Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 1913. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye for all your printing needs. LeBron is a Laker. Four-year, $154 million, a max deal. I'm ecstatic. I think it was the right situation, the right call for him to make. He wasn't going to get anything accomplished in Cleveland. That was obvious. ESPN has announced the network's new broadcast team for the 49th season of Monday Night Football. Former Dallas Cowboys tight end Jason Witten, who recently announced his retirement after a 15-year pro career, will immediately jump into the analyst role. LeVar Ball's big baller brand has gotten an F rating from the Better Business Bureau. The Browns dropped the ball all year long. Unfortunately, a team, a coach, an organization, not good enough to earn one win. The only win in the last two years came on Christmas Eve. Now here we are on New Year's Eve, talking about a team that will go down as one of the worst in NFL history. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. A simple wrong would have done just fine. Yeah, bold predictions. What were our averages coming in, Jacob? Uh, Mike, you were at 238. Five out, uh, you were 5 and 16, 5 out of 21 on your picks. Jay, you were 190. You went under 200, 4 out of 21. Woof. Go ahead. How do we do? Uh, y'all did okay. Let's start off your ETSU predictions because they were the worst ones out of the whole group. Yeah. Jay, you said that uh, ETSU would throw three touchdowns. Austin Herrick only threw one, so you were wrong on that. Mike, you said ETSU would outgain Citadel on the ground, which is just craziness. Whatever. They got the win. Go on. That's fine, but Citadel ran for 203 yards. Blah, ETSU, blah, blah. 55. That's right. fine. Jay, let's go SoCon for you. You had VMI and Sanford combining for hey, wait, 10 or wait, more touchdown whoa, passes. Whoa, you were close. Whoa, go ahead, buddy. Whoa, 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 Don't whoa, do the stupid joke again Jesus. about how you texted him. Blah, 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 blah. I did. Uh, right Jacob, here. Jacob, continue, Set please. iPhone 738. There it is. Yeah, yeah. There it yeah, is. Yeah. Come yeah. on, continue. Timestamp. You clearly typed that. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Continue, Jacob, right. please. VMI, Sanford, uh, 10 or more touchdown passes. You said, Jay, you were really close. They ended up with nine. Devlin Hodges, six. Uh, uh, VMI's quarterback had two. Even Sanford's backup had a touchdown pass, but VMI's oh. backup did not. They ended up with nine. Oh. So they, they, stubborn, stupid, They had man. nine? Yeah. Nine touchdown passes before the fourth quarter. Oh. And VMI got another score on Bad the board, beat. but it was rushing. Bad beat. It was a rushing <laughs> touchdown late. All right. So happy. All right, uh, Mike, you actually went ETSU again, but this time ETSU women's soccer. You said they'd ah. sweep the weekend. They did. They beat VMI 3-1, to one, UNC Greensboro 2-1. to one. Nice job by you, sir. Am I the smartest man alive? Are you going to give me anything? No. Nope. Like smartest nope. man alive? No, nothing. nothing? Okay, well, okay. all right, continue. We, get, we give you nothing for ETSU picks. They're homers. Okay. All right, uh, Jay, you went upset in the SEC. LSU over Georgia. They did mm. win 36-16. to 16. I am the smartest man alive! 
All done. I wasn't even close, was it? No. Yeah, no. by 20. Yeah. And then, uh, Mike, you went Iowa State over West Virginia. The Cyclones were able to pull it out 30 to 14. Not close He's either. He's the smartest man in the universe. Yeah, a couple of good calls by us. We're doing yeah. well, Jacob. It was a huge upset weekend, though, in it college was. football. In FBS uh, and FCS, you're right. And, uh, Mike, you are now 7-17 seven and 17 on your picks this year, batting 292. Jay, you're up to 5-19, and 19, batting 208, but you're now down by two to Gallagher. Uh, I, you hit the close, and that's fine, Jacob. I think we're going to go a little bit over because I want to ask Jay before we leave. I teased it on Twitter, so we have to make sure to get to it. Cross Country won a meet title this weekend. Men's golf won the tournament title at the Bank of Tennessee Intercollegiate for the first time in hosting it in 21 years. Football wins their fifth game in a row. Volleyball, two wins. And women's soccer, two wins. Can you remember, and I got to go, but can you remember a better overall weekend? I just said weekend on Twitter, and a couple people came back with when ETSU played the Fab Five in basketball and beat Arizona, I think was the one text that uh, that I saw from a couple people on Twitter. Can you remember a better weekend overall or otherwise? Here's the deal. So was there a better win over a weekend that was individual? Yes, of course there was. But the the question was better weekend overall when you look at all the sports that competed and won. Uh, and I think the word, and I don't, I don't think it's a, a bad result because men's soccer uh, had a draw at uh, UNCG, which is usually, and I know that maybe not the UCG is a little rough this season, but I think the Bucks haven't lost them in nine matches. But um, anytime they go there, it was their homecoming. It was over, you know, 2,500 people, I think, were there, able to get the, the tie in the standings. But overall, no. If you're talking about all the sports involved, again, put it in context. We're not seeing an individual win on a weekend or because there's obviously – championships, winning an NCAA tournament game, uh, and then, you know, playing a Fab Five. And actually, now that's been vacated. Technically, the Bucks didn't lose to the Fab Five now that they've done that. But uh, overall, no. That was the most successful weekend for uh, the Bucks in a long time because a lot of sports were playing. A lot of them played meaningful conference uh, games or matches. And then you're talking about what a huge men's golf W that was and cross-country getting a – uh, an invitational win as well. So I, I think it was it was one of the best weekends uh, for ETSU. Again, you have to put it in perspective. All the sports competed and uh, won or got points, uh, you know, in the standings. You know, soccer gets a point for a tie. So uh, all of that said, I think Mike uh, is correct that that was uh, one of the best weekends that I've been a part of here at ETSU. So that'll do it for Sanderson Sidekick this week. Big thanks to Jacob Townsend i got to figure out what in the world to do. Bold predictions next Friday. ETSU, uh, Sanderson Sidekick will be back with you tomorrow. We hope to have a conversation with somebody from the Wofford Terriers, breaking down the Terriers so far this season. We will have their head coach on on Thursday, Coach Conklin, and we will have uh, Angry Man. It's Tuesday. We'll find out what in the world has made him mad. I'm thinking maybe he didn't get to watch as much sports as he wanted to. It seemed like uh, – he didn't respond to a lot of my texts this weekend about sports. We'll find out about Angry Man. Big thanks to Matt Wilgem, Jacob Towns, and Mike Gallagher. Don't forget to download the episodes on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Back with more tomorrow. Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network.